0: This is a special world report with a friend of Medjugorje.
1: We're going to begin this part two with the montage recapping what was in part one.
0: How do you get a snake bite? By getting too close to the snake. The world has gotten close to the snake. Like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, the world has forgotten God.
1: on march 2nd 2020 our lady said this it is a time of vigil she added to this message bring the light of my son and keep breaking the darkness which all the more wants to seize you do not be afraid now we know why she said vigil because we were on the vigil of the breakout of corona
2: I've said this for about a year now, that I actually believe this is more of a religious war on the entire world. September 25th, 1992.
0: Satan wishes to destroy everything which is holy in you and around you.
2: I cannot believe the amount of evil behind this pandemic with what I've realized. When I say that they have lied to you about everything in relationship to COVID, They've even lied about the viral part of COVID. I realized all of a sudden, monoclonal antibodies are anti-venom. Why are they bashing anti-venom and why are we finding anti-venom works against COVID? Is it not a virus? Is it a venom? It's very odd when you go on the CDC's website that they have this wastewater surveillance tab on the COVID data tracker site. In the beginning, in January of 2020, the scientists inside of China said, this can't be from these bats. These bats hibernate and it's the winter. When they did genetic sequences from the antibodies in the people who were sick in Wuhan, they found that their genetic sequence was not most like bats. They were most like two snakes. Proteins from the Chinese crate and the king cobra. Well, what about the name Corona? So this actually could read King Cobra venom pandemic. How ironic would it be whoever would use the one symbol of an animal that represents evil in all religion, which is either the snake or the dragon, which is actually just a snake with legs. You take that snake or that serpent and you figure out how to isolate genes from that serpent and get those genes of that serpent to insert itself into your God-given, created DNA? To be
1: obedient to a lady, we're supposed to expose these things. Our lady said, expose evil. That's what this is about. We have people that we know say, we don't want to hear this. We've heard enough of it. you got to decide what you are. The proverbial saying about the ostrich sticking his head in the sand, are you going to keep your head up, watching for danger? So you got to choose what you're going to be, an ostrich, or are you going to be an eagle with a broad vision and know what's going on? With this second broadcast, you need to be flying high. That requires having eagle vision. You're going to hear some shocking things tonight. And again, this is not a one-time listening. In part one, I talked about Satan can't even keep his own secrets for what he plans for the future. Satan's pride, what he's going to do, he can't keep it quiet. What you're about to hear is inspired by Satan. Here we are at the year now, 2022. And back in 2011, our lady said, everything is passing. Everything is falling apart. Only... The glory of God is going to be remaining. Everything's breaking down right now. The food supplies, a lot of electronics. Now everybody's talking about famine. We've never known that in the United States. With all the advances of man, we could have never imagined just over two years ago that 2022 everything would become unglued. And those of you who are listening that back in 1973, you're old enough to know things about what's going around your surrounding, Satan in 1973 revealed something incredible. Everything that was happening right now for 2022 is shocking. You're going to hear a trailer of a movie that was produced in 1973. And if you saw this, you'll know where you were and who you were with because there was something with it. Now we understand it's supernatural. It was impressed in your heart and your memory. I remember who I was watching. My wife and I, at that time in 1973, we were dating. And I remember pristinely sitting with her watching this movie. There is something to it that anybody who saw this can tell you the same thing I'm saying. What you're going to hear is what's happening right now. Predicted, and also planned in
3: 1973. What is the secret of silent Green? New York City, in the year 2022. Nothing runs anymore. Nothing works, but the people are the same. And the people will do anything to get what they need. This is the police. What they need most is Soylent Green. The supply of Soylent Green has been exhausted. Return to your home. What is the secret of Soylent Green? Carlton Heston, Edward G. Robinson, Chuck Connors, Lee Taylor-Young, Brock Peters, Paula Kelly, and Joseph Cotton fight for survival and try to solve the most bizarre riddle ever to face mankind, the search for the secret of Soylent Green. You will find out why Soylent Green means life. You will find out why Soylent Green means death. We've got to stop them. Is what is the secret of Silent Green. Please! They're making our food out of people. Next thing they'll be breeding us like cattle for food. You gotta tell them. You gotta tell them. I promise, Tiger. I promise. I'll tell the exchange. You tell everybody. Listen to me, Hatcher. You gotta tell them Silent
1: Green is people! We gotta stop them. It's impossible to make a movie in 1973 Describing in 2022 What is happening without something supernatural Unless it was planned Mixed up with supernatural Because the devil is Listen to the beginning and think about where we are today New
3: York City, in the year 2022. Nothing runs anymore. Nothing works.
1: Our lady said this is a particular time. She meant those words, because this is really particular. This is mystical. This is diabolical. This is heaven. And this is hell. And it's a battle. Last Thursday, April 14th, we broadcasted, Did He Bite You? Part 1. What I did, I got everybody in the community to go to the auditorium of Caritas so we could listen to this together. I told the community this is very important. And I think that we should be together listening to this because it was going to be a shock to everybody. Erin, my daughter-in-law, who's been in the community for 25 years and married to my son Tony, is in the Radio Wave studio, and she's going to tell us what unfolded after listening to the broadcast, Did He Bite You?
4: All the days leading up to the first broadcast of Did He Bite You, a friend of Medjugorje kept passing everyone saying, you're not going to believe this. This is going to blow your mind. This is so scary. This is like a horror film. And he didn't really mention the show being in regards to the coronavirus. So we weren't sure exactly what to expect um, as we settled in for the show. So what unfolded was obviously something very unexpected for us. The whole community was gathered, including all of the children down to the little ones. Everyone seemed to be grasping 100% what was happening. Many times we would look at each other with our eyes widened and mouth open, but no one really spoke during the show. No one wanted to miss even one second of what was being said. I'm just going to share what happened to me throughout the broadcast and then what unfolded after that with my husband and I and our family. This year, our theme for Our Lady of Victory's little schoolhouse is entering the promised land. We have been studying in depth... The exit from Egypt, the time in the desert, and just as Easter rolled around with our religion class, we had finished the final of the 10 plagues, and we have been really into just reading page by page of the Bible. As I was listening, all I could think about was the fact that somewhere in the desert, the Israelites were attacked by serpents. And because we're studying this in such depth, I knew it was somewhere in the Bible and I was thinking that it was in exodus. So throughout the broadcast, I went and picked a large Bible up from the altar we had set up and I was rapidly thumbing through to try to find the story. And as I was teaching the children that we're like the Israelites in this 40 years with Our Lady instead of Moses... I was desperate to find this story because something in my heart was racing and telling me that what we are learning this year is connected with what we're going through right now. So I couldn't find it, but my mind kept going back to also, didn't Our Lady just tell us to do what Moses had told the Israelites to do? And so I wanted to put the two together, but because I couldn't find the passage, I put it off. And then as soon as the broadcast finished, I ran to Reyes (laughs) and said, where is it where the Israelites were bit by the serpents? And, and it was actually Numbers chapter 21. From Mount Hor, they set out by the way, by the way to the way Red, of the Red sea.
3: sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses, Wherefore have ye brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water. And our soul loatheth this light bread." And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, make thee a fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that every one that is bitten, when he looketh it, when
4: he sees it shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it up as a sign, and if a serpent bit any man, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. I was immediately anxious to read and find the date and day that Our Lady said to do the same thing. It happened to be February 2nd, 2020, which was preceding our borders closing the whole coronavirus scare coming out preceding all of that our lady gave a message february 2nd 2020 and she said my children fold your hands and look at the cross in silence only in the cross is salvation even the last line only in the cross is salvation is an exact repeat of what moses said She said the cross, which is many images of Moses in the desert, are of him holding up a staff that looks like a cross with a serpent draped around it.
1: So this message of Our Lady is the beginning of the corona. Why would Our Lady say on February second, 2020, to stare at the cross, fold your hands, and only the cross is salvation? The Israelites turned against God and Moses, and they're grumbling to him. Why'd you bring us out here to die in the desert? And this disgusting bread. And that's when the fiery serpents bit the people, and many of the people in Israel died. Today, we have a sign in the medical field, a symbol of medicine, which is a staff with two serpents braided around the staff. And those who stared at the staff and the serpent was healed. So a lady's doing something biblical. We've lost faith today. We have turned away from God, and we're being bitten by the snake, the vaccinations, and she's given us an answer here. This is incredible. Fold your hands and look at the cross in silence. And see these right still have faith. So our answer today literally we can look at the cross for our salvation. This is very profound.
4: I was stunned. I mean, I was really shaken. And I really was thinking about the fiery serpent and everything that we just heard in the broadcast. After the broadcast, the community hung out for about an hour, an hour and a half, just discussing and then in disbelief and saying, oh, maybe that's why I felt this way. Or, oh, we always knew it was diabolical. But, wow, this was extremely diabolical for those of us in the community who had experienced it. In August and September, there was words you can't describe. It was very dark for many of us. I remember one time I have six children and the seventh on the way, but I woke up and we need to pray our family rosary. I could not even pray. And sometimes, you know, children will play during our rosary or not pay attention so much or not pray loud enough. And I stopped and I said, hey, kids, y'all need to pray out loud. Okay, mommy cannot pray. You need to pray out loud where I can hear you. This could kill us so we need to be serious. I think I scared the daylights out of them, but they took it seriously. They started praying the rosary out loud with me because I could not get my thoughts together. I couldn't read the Bible. It was very, very dark for me. And when I shared that, there was many people in the community who felt the same way. So I went home knowing, wow, I had snake venom somewhere in my body, and no wonder it was so demonic and And this symbol of the devil within us and this time that we're in. And it just didn't surprise me. It wasn't something that I couldn't believe because I've been through it so strongly myself. So I thought that was the end of the story for the night. But then I go home to take my normal supplements for maternity and I pull all the bottles out. But one thing that I've been taking off and on since the coronavirus is a supplement called NAC. And I heard that mentioned in the broadcast
2: They also didn't want you from the beginning to touch hydroxychloroquine. They also don't want you touching ivermectin. They also don't want you touching NAC and acetylcysteine. So the things they tell you to avoid, we know they're telling you to avoid because they work.
4: I was very alert to it because though we were taking many supplements throughout our sickness, at one point somebody in the community said, I think we're supposed to be taking this NAC as well. So I pull the NAC bottle out, and I'm just out of curiosity reading the label because I'm more attuned to what I just heard in the broadcast. So I call my husband, Tony. You have to see this. I read on there, supports respiratory function, glutathione production, and detoxification. And I back up, glutathione production, Did I just hear that word in the broadcast? And I say it out loud to Tony, didn't we just hear them talk about that? The last female doctor that came on the broadcast, didn't she just speak about that particular word? So my husband says, no, she did. That's why children did not get it so severely is because. Children have higher levels of glutathione in their body. When your body starts to age at age 26, you stop being able to absorb the glutathione into your cells. And I'm in shock. And that's enough for me. I wasn't going anywhere else with that. So Tony begins a a trail. And I could see his brain moving. And he's thinking probably just like his father does. And he has an end evaluation already. But he leads me down a research path that shocked me. Is NAC a natural treatment for snake bites? And the first thing that pulls up, is from the Journal of Bioanalysis and Biomedicine. It says the role of NAC in prevention of renal failure following a snake bite. And the study goes on to show how productive NAC is in healing these patients who have been bitten by a snake bite, particularly preventing renal failure. Renal refers to kidneys, we heard at the end of the broadcast that one thing that remdesivir does is to shut your kidneys down. NAC is shown in, to have prevention of renal failure following a snake bite. The next thing that comes up and he reads out loud from the National Library of Medicine NIH site actually, the inhibition of hemorrhagic activity of viper venoms by NAC I'm like, that's enough. I mean, I'm so shocked that this one supplement is used so productively, specifically to protect your kidneys after a snake bite. So it started to make sense to me in the broadcast why they would try to start to say that NAC is not productive. Because again, remember, it was the opposite of whatever they're telling us. As we start to look into that, our children were asking us, what does a cobra look like? And before we started doing research on that, I thought, oh wow, I wonder if the fiery serpent in the desert, I wonder what that actually was. Is there any evidence? Obviously it would be speculative what the fiery serpent was. One source I found said that the serpent was probably the Nahahahi of Egypt, more commonly known as the Egyptian cobra. If the cobra, the same cobra we heard in the broadcast would be the same snake attacking the Israelites. The signs were getting too obvious. Even the children were shocked to know that the Israelites' grumbling and impatience and disobedience brought about this fiery serpent that happened to be a cobra.
1: What Aaron was just explaining about, concerning the conditions of the Israelites, this is the condition the whole world is in. And they just told us, come back to commandments. Come back to God. In this parallel... That is being explained is exactly what Dr. Artis is talking about, being bitten by the serpent.
4: Curious as to what the cobra would have looked like. We looked at images of the Egyptian cobra, and then many forms of other cobras were also coming up. As we were looking at images, we saw a green cobra. And at least for us personally, you wouldn't picture them being green, And Tony looked at me and said, what does that look like to you? And I said, ooh, it looks like the UAB logo. Well, the University of Alabama, Birmingham is a medical college and hospital in downtown Birmingham. And their mascot and their logo, their image, looks like a green, fiery serpent. It's actually a dragon. But the thought came to me of the one line from the broadcast where they said,
2: How ironic would it be whoever would use the one symbol of an animal that represents evil in all religion, which is either the snake or the dragon, which is actually just a snake with legs.
4: And that thought came to me, that one line from the broadcast, when I was staring at this UAB mascot, a green, fiery serpent. The dragon for UAB was actually breathing out fire from his mouth. Tony recalled how remdesivir was always listed in the protocol for coronavirus as we were learning about it throughout the two years. And many times UAB was just put in there briefly, not a lot, but as we researched it, we found this. This is actually from the University of Alabama, Birmingham's own publication. By now... Most of us have heard of the antiviral medication remdesivir, the first drug that was FDA-approved to treat patients with COVID-19. What many don't know is that the research that led to remdesivir being identified as a treatment for COVID-19 has an important connection to UAB. Remdesivir was developed by Gilead Sciences more than 10 years ago, Gilead entered into collaboration with a UAB-led antiviral drug development and discovery center headed by Richard Whitley, M.D., distinguished professor at UAB, to study remdesivir against coronaviruses. Tony says, stop. Who is that guy? And I said, who? And he said, let's do research on Dr. Whitley. So from UAB's own directory Richard Whitley MD is a distinguished professor of pediatrics professor of microbiology medicine and neurosurgery an eminent scholar chair in pediatrics co-director division of pediatrics infectious diseases vice chair department of pediatrics
1: You have to ask yourself is it by chance that Dr. Whitley happens to be a pediatrician and that now as of January 2021, 20, every baby born in the United States, if they get corona, has to have remdesivir.
2: Now they're moving it in and out of hospital care for children. As young as newborns, seven pounds heavy, through the 18-year pediatric age range. It's the only authorized drug. There is nothing else that they're allowing for COVID-19 treatment.
1: What does that tell you? They're putting venom in babies.
4: So exactly, we thought, what is he researching remdesivir if he's a pediatric specialist and a neurosurgery specialist for pediatrics? And it goes on to say that he is part of the pediatric oncology program. He's part of the gene therapy center. And again, I already read that, but he was part of the microbiology and studying diseases, et cetera. His accolades go on and on. The more we read about Dr. Richard Whitley, the more evil we felt. And we wanted to know more. There has to be something very wrong with this situation. So Tony continued to do research. And finding that his name was related to this following press release stunned us. Richard J. Whitley, M.D., joins Gilead Sciences Board of Directors.
1: So this is building a big bomb here in this, because there's more to it. Dr. Arners talked about Gilead.
4: And we couldn't believe what was before our eyes. The article was july thirty-first, two thousand and eight. This would have preceded the time that it became public that they were doing research on venom. He was chosen, but what was sickening us was that he so specialized in pediatrics. This article is from Gilead itself, from July 31, 2008. Richard J. Whitley, MD, joins Gilead Sciences Board of Directors. Gilead Sciences Incorporated announced today that Richard J. Whitley, M.D., has been appointed to the company's Board of Directors, bringing the number of directors to 11. Dr. Whitley is Professor of Pediatrics, Microbiology, Medicine, and Neurosurgery at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. He also serves as the Loeb Scholar in Pediatrics, Director, Division of Pediatrics Infectious Diseases, Vice Chair, Department of Pediatrics, Senior Scientist, Department of Gene Therapy, Senior Scientist, Cancer Research and Training. And I believe the article goes on, what is this doctor doing research on snake venom when he specializes in children's genes, in children's brains, in children's infectious disease? sickened us.
2: This is a part of why I think my spirit is so moved to make sure this gets out is that uh, in January January 21st of this year so just two months ago, uh, the FDA decided to authorize remdesivir as the only drug to be authorized to be used in all newborns in this country. I can't, I cannot even fathom the men or women in charge that would actually do that.
4: I almost didn't want to hear anymore more about him. But the last article that we read was from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, which specifically drew our attention because the doctor who was killed for doing the research that was about to be released about all of this was from Pittsburgh. Dr. Bing Lu. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette states, and Tony says to me before I read the title of the article, Who would you call the most important person in the world? And we named a few things, the Pope, the President of the United States. And he said, exactly. Why are they comparing this guy to those people? The article is entitled, Meet Dr. Richard Whitley, One of the Most Powerful People in the Country. He's just a pediatric scientist. He's just from Birmingham, Alabama. The article was released October fourth, 2020. I'd be curious to know when Dr. Ben Lu was shot, but the first sentence says most Americans have never heard of Dr. Richard Whitley. An expert, an
0: expert in the pediatric infectious diseases at the University of Alabama, Birmingham. Yet as the coronavirus pandemic drags on and the public eagerly awaits a vaccine, he may well be among the most powerful people in the country. Dr. Whitley leads a small, secret panel of experts tasked with reviewing crucial data on the safety and effectiveness of coronavirus vaccines, including products from Moderna, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, and others. The Data and Safety Monitoring Board is supposed to make sure the medicine is safe and it works. Dr. Whitley was appointed as chair of the NIH Safety Monitoring Board by Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease official. Dr. Whitley's role became public when his university announced it, an unusual move. He is a professor as well as a board member of Gilead Sciences, which recently signed a contract with Pfizer to manufacture remdesivir to treat COVID-19 patients. Dr. Whitley, who's been on Gilead's board since 2008, conducted research that led to remdesivir's development.
4: I didn't need to read any further. I was sickened by this doctor's connection with what's happening with the children, how emotional the doctor artist got when he spoke about inducing remdesivir to newborns to 18-year-olds. As a mother of six with one on the way, I was very emotional reading that, but I was also furious. His connection with Gilead from 2008, way before this was released to the public, my husband Tony said, don't you see? I'm like, yeah, this is horrible. Don't you see where I'm taking you? And I said, no. And he said, UAB. This doctor came from UAB. Remdesivir, this evil euthanasia drug, tested and modified at UAB, UAB. The number one thing UAB targets is the kidneys. And many of you have come to Caritas and heard the history here from a friend of Medjugorje that just as Joseph was brought to Bethlehem for the census, the mother of God was brought to Birmingham because Maria needed to give her kidney to her brother.
1: What Tony and Erin are alluding to is if Dr. Whitley's so important, and the most powerful man in the country, why does he end up in Birmingham and all the research happens there? When I was in Medjugorje in 1988, Maria had people around her all the time. It was almost impossible to be with Maria by herself. I went to her house one morning and nobody was there. I was able to speak with her. At that time, she could only speak broken English and it was hard to understand her. As I was talking to her in our house privately, all of a sudden she started speaking perfect English. I wasn't paying attention to what she was saying because I was mesmerized. She was speaking perfect English, using words that I'd never heard her say before. She was talking to me about her brother who was dying because he needed a kidney. And Maria was saying medical words like dialysis and transplants. I wasn't connecting anything to Birmingham, but she kept asking me, can you do something to help? I want to help my brother. My brother, Andrea, needs a kidney. From there, I didn't think nothing of it. What am I going to do? I go back home the next day. I land in Birmingham at the airport, and back in those days, they still had newsstands. And there, from the newsstand, I saw a headline, quote, City Hospital, talking about Birmingham, City Hospital, number one kidney transplanter. Trade Journal reports ranking for 200 U.S. institutions. So out of all those 200, Birmingham is the number one. I knew then what that conversation and how a lady did something supernatural for her to speak so clear in English that I was supposed to help her. That started the road for her to come here. And that's what Amory was talking about earlier, about what I said, Joseph and Mary had to go to Bethlehem. And Lay's lady's plan was Birmingham. And you know the story for that what happened. But it's even bigger than that. After Maria's operation for donating her kidney to her brother in 1988, I was the first person to talk to her when she came out. She told me, Our Lady appeared to her during the operation. I was amazed about that. I asked her, What did she do? What did she say? Maria said, Our Lady just looked at me and conveyed that she was very pleased with me. And then, this is the atomic bomb piece of the puzzle. When I asked Maria, How long did Our Lady appear? She said, At least two hours. I was shocked. She was surprised. Why is that a bomb? Because the Virgin Mary was there in that hospital of UAB for two hours. And Satan comes wherever Our Lady is. You want to know why?
0: Our Lady said on January 28th, 1987, whenever I come to you, my son comes with me, but so does Satan. You it without noticing his influences on you and he drives you on. You have forgotten all this, my children. Satan has influenced you also in this. Do not let this happen.
1: Our Lady marked Mejigoria, and as I just said, wherever she goes, the devil comes. So just as she marked Mejigoria, Our Lady came here in Alabama, she marked it. But what Our Lady did was very clear, she wasn't just following Maria. As you know, the devil was given a century. So the plans Our Lady had for here, Satan's going to be present to counter Our Lady. You have to understand, there's been 204 apparitions here, already created a spiritual triangle, the bedroom of apparitions, the field of apparitions, the cross on the mountain.
4: And interestingly, one of the points of that triangle is the cross, and we call it the cross, and everyone who knows Keratos calls it the cross, and It's an exact replica of the cross built in Medjugorje. But Our Lady's message, fold your hands and look at the cross. You know, we have many crucifixes here. Many times we stop and pass our crucifixes and bless by Our Lady. So the cross is very significant for all denominations, but specifically the cross. When the community thinks of the cross, we think of the cross on the mountain here.
1: So with over 204 apparitions here at Caritas, as well as the state of Alabama, has a target on it by Satan. How does Dr. Willie end up being at UAB? Did you know he was at UAB in 1988, same time Marie was there? Is that speaks to you? That paralyzed, whatever he said, wherever I go, Satan goes? And Dr. Whitley is part of Gilead, who propagates a drug that has been used to bring death to babies. Just like in Bethlehem, Herod killed all the babies. Satan is always replaying what he's done in the past. And there's a huge conflict of interest concerning Whitley being on the board to make sure the vaccines are going to be safe. Why? According to research, Dr. Whitley owns 31,122 units of Gillian Science Incorporated stock. What do you think about that? What does that tell you?
4: That was the end of our story after we heard the broadcast. We were stunned. We shared this with a friend of Medjugorje who had seen a lot of this and then continued research. And we'll sit back and listen to the rest of the broadcast now because I'm sure that the Holy Spirit took him deeper and deeper into this than we even imagined. But it was enough for us to say, yikes.
1: Something's very dark with this, and why would it not be? When our lady's there, and Satan wants to come in right behind that. The
0: following is an excerpt from the broadcast entitled, The Devil Has Made His Eucharist in Hundreds of Millions of People. What you are about to hear was stated by a friend of Medjugorje seven years ago on May 7, 2015. Pay special attention as a friend of Medjugorje reveals the foundation for what we now know the devil has been doing with vaccines.
1: We've learned from Yvonne that the devil himself has a master intellect. He's smarter than you. You have songs, you have different things that come up throughout the time and different musics from country music to pop, whatever, that people may confront the devil or outsmart him. You can't do that. You won't do that. You can only be under the cover of Jesus Christ, of the Blessed Virgin Mary's mantle, not to be harmed by him. If your pride such that you can confront the devil and win in a conversation, you're very mistaken. You don't engage him. You rebuke him. It's what Jesus did in the desert. Depart from me. The devil often presents facts which are difficult to find any clear error in them, but the way he says them makes for an inaccurate impression of what was said. In other words, he gives the facts but not the truth. He will admit things are wrong, repackage it, rechange it, dissect it, reverse it, And have you believe a lie is true? Our Lady said in 1984, pray a great deal, do not delve into your problems, but let yourself be guided by God. What does this mean? This means to let yourself be guided by God. Well, this is supposed to be the spiritual advisors ahead of us that are our leaders or who we follow. Why was Our Lady coming as early as 1984 saying, let yourself be guided by God? Unless there was a problem. A problem in the church. You had not the imagination, nor I, nor anyone else, not the Pope, that in 1984 we would be so far from truth as we are right here now in this moment, including the church. While we deteriorated from 1984 to this point, and where the only truth we're really getting now, the fullness of the truth, is through the messages of Our Lady. Why'd she say, do not complicate matters, nor don't go into the universities and do these things and, and try to break everything down? Because when you start breaking things down, analyzing everything, you get lost. Truth gets lost. Our lady said, September 2nd, 2007 Give me your simple hearts purified by fasting and prayer. That's the answer. You want wisdom? You want to understand what wisdom means? You want to have a biblical view? You want to have a message view of all issues today and understand what's taking place? Why it's taking place? She continues, Only in the simplicity of your hearts is your salvation. I will be with you and lead you. She didn't sit there and say, Go find a spiritual director. We have the National Catholic Bioethics Center, which is not ran by the church, but who advises the church on ethics and medicines, telling us that it's okay to take vaccines that are tainted to an intrinsically evil act they literally have said that and on board with them is united states catholic bishops conference and in union with that is a statement put out in june 2005 by the pontifical academy of rome saying the same thing well this is a church you can't stand up against it. you can't say this is wrong what they're saying so you have everything there but what is the source what is mrc5 what is the source when they say WI-38? That's a name. That's the name they put to a baby who was infected in the womb with weak strands of these viruses, rubella, measles, etc., so that they would have a resistance in these cells for a voluntary abortion that followed that. Then in turn, after that, they harvested the cells from the lungs of the baby and started to grow them. That's 1964. In fact, MRC-5 was a little boy. We dehumanize this by saying and applying to numbers or letters. Well, I'm sure the devil would argue and say, oh, that's not what it was, It's not the baby's name. MRC-5 stands for Medical Research Council 5. It's a name. It's how they refer to the baby, which they call cell tissue. Who is WI-38? WI-38 line means Winstor Institute 38. WI-38 is a female baby that's only referred to in these documents by the Ethics Committee of the National Catholic Bioethics Center as fetuses. They won't even call it a baby because they're changing the verbiage to soften what's taking place to present the end result they want to come up with. This is exactly what Satan does. And so since 1964, 1970, These cells have been grown and are across the world. And it's two lines that all these vaccines have in it. Our Lady said February 25th, 2013, you are struggling and spending your energies in the battle with the good and the evil that are in you. Your children are receiving these vaccines. The Vatican, the church, everything teaches that abortion is intrinsically evil. So, do you want sales from a pre planned abortion of a baby and have this in your children? Is this the problem we have with autism? What about the spiritual consequences? We all have heard about witchcraft, people putting spells on it. They try to make you eat something and come up with concoctions. What's in it for the devil? Why does he want that, that he has to have this in vaccines? Does he want to make people sickly? Is it for possession? Who put it in there? An angel? No, it's demonic. It's from the devil. And we're supposed to accept this, saying that it's not okay, but you have to take it because it must protect everybody else. And in other words, they're trying to minus the devil out of this situation. Because we know Angel didn't put something in that. We know it's from the devil, and he put something there. And if he did that, then there's a purpose of evil for it. And we're to collaborate with that. And we're we'll to be okay with that. Allah says the evil in you. So how do you go from something intrinsically evil, use those cells, grow them till they get 5, 10, 50, 100, 1,000 generations away, and so it's not intrinsically evil?
0: That was a friend of Magigoria from the broadcast titled, The Devil Has Made His Eucharist in Hundreds of Millions of People, May 7th, 2015. We now return to a friend of Medjugorje to continue this broadcast.
1: That clip in 2015 you just heard, the argument has been put forth out of the first three vaccines for corona that two of the vaccines do not have the sales of the aborted babies. That doesn't make it okay. Why? Because to develop the vaccines for Corona, they had to use the two baby cells to create the vaccine. And we know the third vaccine has the cells in it. So the lineage of these vaccinations would not be existing without that. Do you realize many people in the church, massive numbers, have gone through disappointment? too distraught, and then too irate, because our shepherds have not protected the flock. They were the ones who opened the door for the vaccinations, and there's a lot of people angry about that, and as more truth comes out about this, what are the people going to think about the bishops? When I heard this clip from seven years ago, I got angry. You bishops all alone have given the flock bad discernment. And you bishops across the world says it's remote and it's not a sin. And it's better for the greater good to take these vaccinations with aborted cells. You make me want to puke and I'm not Christ. In the book of Revelation, Christ says about you, Be either hot or cold. If you're in the middle, I'll puke you out of my mouth. The majority of our church and the bishops said it's remote. What kind of people are you? What do you think you are in your positions? You're not God. You're going to be standing in front of God one day. Bishop Strickland from Texas quoted a saint that he didn't want to be one of those who paved with their skulls and bones the road to hell. He's rare, very rare. We don't have that in the church. We got a bunch of cowards, literally cowards and murderers. Oh, you say, I can't say that? I'm not. When you sit there and say this is remote, and then you go 15, 20 years ago, it wasn't. It was a sin, now it's not. What kind of people do we have sitting in the chairs of the bishops and even some of the cardinals? And you wonder why our lady's here? Our church is sick, very sick. And when our lady says pray for our shepherds, she's talking now in a negative way of many of the bishops today. And at the same time, in a positive way for the good bishops in the future who will be following her. It is a pitiful thing happening with 40 years of apparitions, and they're doing nothing with it. Nothing. Gold from heaven, every day sprinkling across the whole world. Blessing of Our Lady, 1140, or whatever the time is, wherever you are across the world. You wonder why we get angry? I've been told a lot of bishops know who I am, and they don't like me. Good. I'm glad for that. Your odor, through your words, the stench of what you have allowed for us, the peasants in the pew, we have given up on you, and we're praying for you. We're giving you over to God. You've made this mess. You gave us Biden, and you're still not saying nothing. He's criticizing right now Alabama. Because we're having laws to protect children that sodomites who wants them to make them change who they are. There's not one peep from one bishop has said anything. Nausea. You are going to regret this time. Your time of lamentation is coming. You're going to wish that the crossroad that you took a different direction that Our Lady is calling us to. You bishops Open the door to Corona and the vaccination containing the cells of these aborted babies. That was the first flag that we didn't want to take the vaccination. And you vetoed us. You got to take them. You have no discernment. Bad discernment. And now we got proof that shows that of what you heard on part one of what is in the vaccine.
0: The following was stated by a friend of Medjugorje just over a year ago on January 28th, 2021, in the broadcast titled, One Little Fact Blows It All Out of the Water. Listen closely as a friend of Medjugorje reveals at the beginning of 2021, what he saw in Our Lady's messages. Pieces of the puzzle that when you put together, paint a clearer and more chilling picture now of what is unfolding in our midst.
1: March 2nd, 2018. I asked you a question. She asked me a question. She asked everybody a question. Because her messages are for everybody. And in the whole world, as I've told you before, as a group. She says, why do you not desire? Think about that. Why do you not desire? Desire what? I'll finish your sentence. Why do you not desire to see the signs? People say, okay, Biden's in. We're just going to ride through this wild horse. It's not a typical four-year reign of a president. It is a dismantling, in just only a few weeks, the United States of America. It is going away. It would dissolve.
0: Physically Manifesting. This
3: is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization.
1: Spiritually Moving. August 2nd, 1981, a great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. The spiritual rims of heaven and hell, which we can't see, is in battle but they fight the battle physically through man
0: two events coming together on the world stage orchestrated by the queen of peace
1: this is a
3: struggle for the survival of our nation and this will be our last chance to save it
1: biden's machine gun executive orders is destroying within a week the United States of America. Do you understand that? We had a lady call us. She was beside herself. She said, I can't believe what Biden's doing. She was distraught because she voted for him and she didn't know all these things. And she didn't know all these things because of the bishops. I'm going to write another writing in the next couple of three days, an accompaniment to what I released. On January 19th, the day before, Biden was sworn in. So we need to think about these words. Why do you not desire to see the signs? Evidently, they're everywhere. All over the place. And people think we're going to continue. The mother of God, the woman of Revelation is here, telling us all these things for 40 years, and you think it's just another cycle of another president? This guy is not the president. He will never be the president. It is stolen. And God always rectifies whatever is stolen. On February 2nd, 2018, Our Lady said something very, very important. And you're probably going to say, I've heard this over and over. Well, if you listen or read or hear the news and things going on and seeing the signs, you're seeing it over and over. What do you see? My children, she says, do not believe lying voices which speak to you about false things. And then she says what the bishops aren't doing because they got their own ideas. Return to the scriptures. That's truth. It doesn't lie. But we're not living as a biblical people. We got these older women or older men or people don't know any better or millennials voted for Biden because they have nothing coming of truth from the bishops conference. A lady gives us evidence at the end of this message. She says, "God's grace am making myself evident to you. That is truth, and you need to follow what she says." completely blindly without questions. Many things when I started doing change in my life when I got into the messages were counterproductive to my well-being. I suffered for it. It was difficult. It wasn't easy to change things around. But one thing I knew and one thing I believe, it was the truth of the messages and even though it was destruction, it came back to construction in a positive way. We're going to see things, not as they appear now, because the going to triumph. The signs are there. The lion voices. Did you know yesterday what happened? Did you see a sign from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Office of Public Affairs? They issued a national terrorism advisory. What's that about? It's about the intelligent community. This consultation with other departments, they give this statement. It says there is currently a heightened threat environment across the United States that is likely to persist over the coming weeks. And then they say that the Department of Homeland Security does not have any information to indicate a specific credible plot. Then why they put this out? Is it lying voices? Are they saying something to give you a perspective that they want you to have? That's why you have to read their words and study them. After a credible plot, it says, however, see, they have no evidence, nothing specific. But however, in recent days, we remain concerned that individuals frustrated with the exercise of governmental authority and the presidential transition. Who is that? What are these words conveying? It's conveying that they're very aware that 75 million people voted for Trump. And they see these people are frustrated. Why? Because they are witnessing what I said in the beginning, the dismantling of the United States of America. The warning continues saying, after saying the presidential transition, quote, as well as other perceived grievances. Did you catch it? We have a grievance. I have a grievance against Biden. Did you not? To the bishops? No, they don't have one. They say this president, his piety is something to be admired. And yet, two days after he's sworn in, He's saying we're going to give everybody access to abortion. And that's only a little bitty thing. Even though it's a giant in our eyes, the multiple things he's done is moving like lightning. So we have a grievance. You better believe we have a grievance. But that's not what they said on this warning, it's perceived. See, we're wrong. 75 million of us, plus others who didn't vote, and then people that did vote for Biden are starting to see things, but you just perceive a grievance. It's not real. If they would given us a warning, they could have said other grievances. But when they put that word perceived in there, they're saying, you are false. You are a liar. You are seeing wrong. So it continues. Perceived grievances and ideological causes fueled... Now, I'm talking about you. You're being fueled by your ideas. Ideological causes fueled by narratives. See, there's people out there saying that, saying narratives. But I missed one word on purpose because they add a word that don't need to be there in this warning. The grievances and ideological causes fueled by false narratives. So your narratives and what you see in your perspective is false. This doesn't have any bearing on a warning. They're putting up propaganda saying you're wrong, your narrative's wrong because it's false, and you perceive things that aren't real. It continues about you, your narratives, your grievances, could continue to mobilize a broad range of ideologically motivate actors to incite and commit violence. Violence? We're not going to do violence. If you are of the mind that this whole administration is illegitimate and it needs to be replaced, you are a criminal because you're going to be committing some violence. My vote, your vote, 75 million people's vote was stolen from them. That's the crime. That's the violence. Study this warning on January 27th. And then they said a more detailed bulletin about this. The Department of Homeland Security says there's a heightened threat environment across the United States. You better believe it is. And they know it is. And we know it is because we feel it. We see a total green light of a group of people in Washington destroying our homeland. And you expect us not to have grievance and expect us not to be upset? you better bet we're upset and don't think we're just going to sit on this. And so the enemy sees a heightened threat of an environment and they say we believe it will persist for weeks following the successful president inauguration. Why is it successful? Because that's the propaganda word and then people say, well, they say it's successful. We read that it must have been legal. It was successfully criminally stolen, but that word has to be there. This is a biased statement, a successful personal. Why are you going to say that if it's successful? We know that. And they go through the false negatives again and the perceived grievances that you falsely have. I go through this to show you to understand the lying voices. They're all going crazy about the corona. And yet the CDC says, we got to quit testing because too many are positive. See, they want to make Biden look good, but then he wants you to still wear a mask. Because they don't want to lose your conditioning of being told what to do.
0: What follows next in this same broadcast of January 28th, 2021? A friend of Medjugorje interviews a pharmacist who has a broad background in pharmacology and the science behind drugs. Their discussion of one year ago will give you goosebumps.
1: So you understand drugs and everything happening. Give me your overview of the so-called pandemic. What's your thoughts as a scientist with it?
5: As a scientist... I say it's something out there. I don't know what. I agree it was not man-made. Um, and what I mean by that, they didn't—they just didn't make it. It was man-manipulated. Just like how people have been trying for decades to make and create a black rose. They're splicing all of these um, rose stems to try to come up with a bush that will grow a black rose. I feel that's what was done with whatever this pathogen is out here. It's not behaving like a normal virus from what we studied in school. It's behaving like part virus and part bacteria. You may be looking at the, under the microscope and see all of the physical features of a virus, but somehow it was spliced to have the effects of a bacteria. So here we are looking under the microscope and we see a sunflower. But we're smelling a rose. How can that be? Some flowers don't smell like a rose. So something happened with the manipulation where it's a trick. It's like smoke in the mirrors. We're trying to find something to kill a virus, but it may actually be a bacteria. It could be a parasite. It could be anything. But the physical structure is representing a virus. That's just my personal take on it because it's, it's too all over the place. So... I wouldn't want to come close to it because I feel it's demonic.
1: And what do you think about the mask and all these things and the controls and all this stuff it's six feet apart?
5: God gave us certain bacteria on our bodies to fight off other bacteria. So when we're constantly sanitizing, we're killing the good stuff. Kind of like when you take an antibiotic and you end up with C. difficile because it killed the good stuff, the flora in your gut. That's what this constant sanitizing is doing. It's really breaking down our, some of our natural barriers. I, I think that at the end of the day, it's going to create another problem because our immune systems are getting weakened. We're killing the good stuff that was on us to protect us from other things.
1: Well, that's supported by a study that was done two, three, four years ago. They wanted to study the people who who is most healthy. They found out it was the Swiss people because there were so many dairies And they did research on pregnant women to go spend a time around a dairy, and the babies were much more healthy. Then they did more studies, and they went down to another group, the Amish. And the Amish walked barefooted, even sometimes stepping in manure. They were found to be more healthy than the Swiss. And a lot of that is bacteria. They agree in life you're exposed to all kind of things— and a lot of bacteria. And you see often this is the most healthy people there are. But now research shows that. So what you're saying is supported by science.
5: The monsignor at my church made a statement once when I was jumping on the low-gluten Eucharist. I said, for me, do you really think God would let a person have a reaction (laughs) to his body and blood? Amen. Uh, And if he did, you're supposed to get it. And... Something the Monsignor said, but that's your faith. Not everybody has the same faith. So here I am, I'm going back to this and saying this pathogen is um, spiritually motivated. So many people have um, embraced sin to the point it's a normal part of their life all of these abominations to God. And so they are impacted with sin. If they did what I think they did with this pathogen, they put a curse on it. And it is more susceptible to wreak havoc in people's lives That. Have embraced sin and rationalized out their sinful lifestyles. Now, granted, we do have some people who have chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, congestive heart failure. Yes, it can have a potential to exacerbate their already underlying conditions.
1: Well, what you're saying is supported by the fact of how they're using this. That's the evidence. The physical realm you're talking about is reality, and you're right, you're dead on. But how can you prove that except go to the spiritual realm and look at how they're using this? How are they using it? They're using it just like an antichrist system, controlling. Well, you go here, you can't do this, you can't do that. Everything is about that. And that's what the Bible talks about at the end days. And that's where we are. So we know the evidence of how politically they're using it
5: for evil purposes. How many in the history of America... When we had a crisis, where was it shown that politicians were telling people, don't go to church? Exactly. That's anti-God. Right. And then where's the place where they do the reenactment of the passion? In Europe. When the Black Plague was hitting Europe, that town, they prayed and they said, God, if you spare this town, we will reenact your passion every however many years. People from all over the world traveled to see this reenact. They were spared. They prayed. Now, here we are with a pandemic all over the world, and politicians here in America are telling people, don't go to church, don't do this. This town in Europe, it has been proven that everybody knows why they were spared. I know working in hospitals, I have worked with a lot of very intellectual, educated fools. (laughs) <laughs> they had degrees all over the wall, and they were so stupid, you just sit there and you're like, oh, seriously? So just because you went to Harvard, Yale, Columbia, that does not mean you have wisdom. You have intellect in a specific area that you studied, and hopefully you know what you're talking about.
1: I was just with the priest, that he's got six degrees with all kind of letters behind of it. And this priest demeaned his doctorates and PhDs and all this as nothing, and it just dumbs you down. I survived through that by my faith. And this priest is a very good priest, and he's very smart. It didn't affect him. So you're right. These people are not smart. They're dumbed down by their degrees. And that's what's wrong with the bishops. They're ones saying, oh, don't go to Mass too. They're all, here's a
5: dispensation. Where is their thinking? Where is their faith? Right. Look again in Europe. God spared that town because they repented, begged for his mercy, and the whole town was protected. This isn't rocket scientists. They can't say, oh, the wind blew this way, and so the Black Plague went in that direction. No. It is documented why that town was spared. And here we are. I mean, when this thing first broke, it was actually disturbing to hear the politics, don't go to church. I mean, they were angry. Why are you angry that people are going to hire source begging for help?
1: We're not going to cow down to that. And it's time for us to stand up. And this thing is diabolical. Even Maria has seized this thing. She says from the get-go, from the very get-go, she said this is a diabolical thing. This was last year in February when it just started coming out. We are seeing the experiences of how it's been used is evidence that it is
5: diabolical. That's right. You know, I look at um, Father Karapi, when he gave his testimony years ago, Mm -hmm. when he was down at the lowest low a human being could go, and one of the things he said was, when he would be at the various areas when these drug shipments would come in, they had a witch doctor there to put a curse on All of the shipment of drugs to keep people enslaved with this, addicted to this, whatever it was. That was happening. Why I'm saying this, this is what happened with coronavirus, I truly believe. Mm -hmm. Well, Father Crappie, I
1: really liked him because he was a real man. He manned up. He was telling a story one day uh, about midnight. He heard some screaming in his front yard, his house, and this guy's coming to the door he looks at the window, he's possessed, he's going nuts, and he says, I looked down at my end table, and I saw my Bible, I saw my rosary, and I picked up my forty five. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so, so uh, he, he drove was him away. Fully armed. <laughs> yeah. So, we, we, we got the people, the spiritual butterflies, thinking God's just going to take care of everything, but sometimes you got to pick up your forty-five. I don't mean literally a gun. Your words have to be your gun. And our lady talks about lion forces. Very few people resistant, and nobody in the Bishop's Conference as a whole is saying these things. And that's why everybody's
5: so frustrated. Yeah, they're frustrated. They're confused. Yeah, they're, they're frustrated okay. and confused. We don't have strong leadership anymore. Amen. We have passive sissies. So in closing,
1: is there anything else you want to say?
5: What I would say from my personal point of view is pray, pray, pray. We are protected not by a mask, not by 70% isopropyl alcohol. We will be protected by the blood of Jesus. So if people want to know what to do, get rid of the garbage. Go to confession. Admit you sin. We all sin. Clean your house, your spiritual soul. Then God can come in and protect you.
1: All the things you just heard on this broadcast shows you there's no truth out there. And certainly where there's money, and a lot of money, you can count on 100%, there's a lot of lying going on.
0: That was a friend of Medjugorje from the broadcast titled, One Little Fact Blows It All Out of the Water, January 28, 2021. We now return to a friend of Megagoria.
1: Did you know that Satan can teach certain things to us? What do I mean by that? With his master intellect, he has people all over the world be injected with the venom. We know it's diabolical. That venom has proteins that can get into your DNA that God gave you. We know people across the world will be distraught when they learn these things. After taking the coronavirus vaccine and those who lost loved ones who were treated with remdesivir, is there an venom for these things that's been injected into you or your loved ones? So the teaching from Satan, if he can do that, This is his Eucharist. What can Jesus do when you receive the Eucharist? It's his body and his blood. In February 2nd, 2020, Our Lady said, You will find strength in the Eucharist. My son who feeds you with his body, his DNA is in you, and strengthens you with his blood. So this should give you hope, especially those who are vaccinated that when you take the Eucharist in faith, that's what the Israelites had to do. They didn't have faith. When they looked at the serpent and the staff, they had to have faith. And many didn't look at it, remember, and they died. The Bible says many of the Israelites died because they refused to look at it. And that's why I said February second we talked about it, look at the cross in silence. And you'll receive faith and transmit it to discern. So those Israelites who lived because of their faith and obedience, you can do the same thing by receiving his body, be strengthened, and with his blood. In August second, 2, 2019, a says, "He," she's talking about Jesus. She says, he is always alive with you in the Eucharist because the Eucharist is his heart. The Eucharist is the heart of faith. He has never left you, so when you receive the Eucharist, He grows in you, antivenom if you want to say it that way, and it heals. And then he continues, says, "Let the Eucharist be the place where you will feed your souls." So the Eucharist is the answer to this. Literally, to cleanse your blood, to strengthen you and coupled to fold your hands and look at the cross in silence. Our Lady has repeatedly told us to look at the signs of the times. I'm convinced there are four more people who are ostriches versus being eagles. Do you really think mass production food is of God and glorifies God? No, we glorify God by following Genesis. By the sweat of your brow shall you eat. How many out there can raise your hands? You're growing your food. How many people are farming? Only one thing or one crop. Or just beef cows. Or just chickens. In Medjugorje, when I went there, in 1986, everybody had a couple of pigs. They had the chickens. They had the dairy cow. They had the beef cow, they had the grapevines, they had the sheep. They were making beautiful sweaters out of wool on two acres. I was dreaming back that time to have 100 acres, thinking doing that. The family I stayed with was totally independent. They did rely on certain things, but if they lost those things, they could survive. So if you lose everything now, can you survive? Are you going to make it? On the eve of March 25th, 2022, the false president, and I say that because he stole this election, he's not the president, Trump is, and still is, and no one should acknowledge that he's the president. So he says on March 24th, the day before the consecration for the world and the war, that we're going to have food shortages. This false president, Joe Biden, says... Quote, that a food shortage is in the near future for the U.S. and it's, quote, going to be real. How does he know that? He's not a weatherman, a food man, unless he knows something. Biden is predicting that groceries across the country will be short supply and pricier than ever before. Listen to his own words. With regard to food shortage, yes, we did re- re- so talk about food shortages. And, uh, and it's going to be real. The, the price of these sanctions is not just
3: imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well.
1: They have to disguise why it's happening. It's not Russia. That's not affecting us. It's something else. Something much bigger. The White House, on April 1st, was used in the word famine. But they don't want you to think it's going to happen in the United States because they don't want you to get ready for it. The whole plan is it just hits you. This is paralleling, because the plan is that you won't be independent. And then they can control you, go and buy or sell or persecute you, a myriad of things. Those people in the secret rooms that are planning these things with the help of Satan, how can you bring that about? In a capitalist country, in the free market, because where there's a need, it's filled. One way is stop fertilizer. That's being stopped right now. And Montana has one of the largest fertilizer plants in the whole world. They got the fertilizer, but the trains are no longer taking any orders to ship the fertilizer. Where's that come from? From a CEO somebody? How are they doing it? They're using an excuse we don't have enough manpower. A train is two miles long, don't take but three or four people to run it. Ask that question to yourself, why is that happening? It's gonna stop grain. There's gonna be shortages. And of course a system like that is not glorifying God anyway, so it's gonna go away. To move us to another system to be independent. Why would that happen? It happens because everything's falling apart. This massive fertilizer can be bypassed if you have cows and pigs and chickens and work in the soil the way God planned for us to do. We are totally dependent on man. And this has been working for two centuries, the Industrial Revolution. We got further and further away from God. Satan's using all these situations to enslave you. Ivanka said that. I was with her. I've told you that before. 1989, June 25th, her annual apparition. I'm shoulder to shoulder with her. And Our Lady says the word danger. And then she also says the word material goods. And then she says another word, slavery. And then she says, I plan. And she says, it's active. She doesn't say just temptation. She says great temptation. I'm going back from her house to St. James Church. We cross the bridge, and it just hit me like a pile of bricks. What she just said a few moments before. This is a prophetic message, very applicable to what's happened exactly now. Because now The Antichrist system is putting us in a position to be slaves. She said, quote, Pray because you are in great temptation and danger because the world and material goods lead you into slavery. Satan is active in this plan. I want to help each one of you in prayer. Nobody's paid attention to this message. It's a signature message of what's happening right now because we follow the world and its material goods, and those material goods is everywhere. We don't have any means to sew a sweater or grow our food or where we're going to get a water. Our motto that we came up for what we do here at Caritas is you can mass-produce food, but you can't produce good food. Saying all this to you, I've posed to you a question that you look through this, what you're about to hear, through the eyes of an eagle, not an ostrich, but flying high above everything to get the full view of what's happening. This one thing you're about to hear is not a coincidence. Some people could say that. But Our Lady contradicts that because there's no coincidence. How do we know that? Because she says, nothing, N-O-T-H-I-N-G, nothing is by chance. So Biden is telling us like a prophet, we're going to have shortages, famine. Who's making it happen? And we got to also keep this in our mind. These things are not glorifying God. And the solution is not for everything to come back, it's to move us back to the soil.
0: On January 12th, 2021, a deli meat plant in Missouri is destroyed by fire. On February 19th, 2021, a beef and chicken processing plant in South Carolina was destroyed by fire. On March 1st, 2021, a sandwich production plant in Iowa, which produces 40,000 sandwiches a day, is destroyed by fire in South Carolina. On March 17th, 2021, a meat processing plant in Kansas was completely destroyed by fire. On April 11th, 2021, a poultry processing plant in Kentucky is destroyed by fire. On April 30th, 2021, a pork processing plant in Illinois is destroyed. On July 25th, 2021, a breakfast food processing company in Tennessee destroyed by fire, which caused $1 million in damages. On July 31st, 2021, a poultry processing plant in Alabama is destroyed by fire. On August 24th, 2021, a meat company in Georgia is destroyed by fire. On September 13, 2021, a beef processing plant in Nebraska is destroyed by fire. On November 29, 2021, a steak processing plant in Pennsylvania is destroyed by fire. On December 13, 2021, a food processing plant in Texas burns, causing $100,000 in damages. On January 7, 2022, a poultry processing plant in Washington state burns down, causing millions of dollars in damage. On January 13, 2022, a feed mill in Louisiana is destroyed by fire. The blaze burns for 12 hours before firefighters are able to extinguish the flames. On February 3rd, 2022, a portion of a meat processing plant in Wisconsin is completely destroyed by fire. On February 15, 2022, a meat processing plant in Texas burns by fire. On February 16, 2022, fire breaks out in Indiana at the nation's largest soybean processing and biodiesel plant. On February 22, 2022, a food processing plant in Oregon is burnt to the ground. 400 people lose their jobs. The company estimates that it will take 15 to 18 months to rebuild. On March 16, 2022, a Walmart fulfillment center in Indiana destroyed by fire. The following day, on March 17, 2022, fire at a frozen food plant in Arkansas shuts down the plant. On March 22, 2022, a potato chip factory in Oregon is destroyed by fire. Two days later, on March 24, 2022, another potato chip factory, this time in Maine, is destroyed by fire. On March 28, 2022, a food bank in Arizona is destroyed by fire, losing 55,000 pounds of food, including 15,000 pounds of meat and 40,000 pounds of canned goods and other commodities. On March 31, 2022, an onion processing plant in Texas is destroyed by fire. On April 11, 2022, a beef and pork processing facility in New Hampshire is destroyed by fire. It took firefighters 16 hours to extinguish the blaze. On April 13, 2022, a major food processing plant in California is burned to the ground. 1,000 people lose their jobs. On April 18, 2022, the United States' largest independent food distributor of organic and healthy foods, located in Oregon, is destroyed by fire. Products include honey, coconut oil, canola oil, and olive oil, as well as fruit packing and carob packing facility.
1: Are you suspicious? Oh, this is normal? Really? Fifteen of these fires happened in the last four months. What does that tell you? Can you read between the lines? Famine? Shortages? Why? It's man-made. It's been said they are not predicting food shortages. They are planning them. That sounds like what Dr. Otter said about the CDC, wastewater surveillance. In reality, they're not predicting coronavirus outbreaks. They're planning them. This is the game for everything. 29 fires in the last 12 months. These mega food processing plants. These are not mom and pop things. This is a dent. Supplying food for different regions. But there's a little clue of what they're doing, not to be just regional. On March 22nd, 2022, a potato chip factory is destroyed by fire. Two days later, on March 24th, another potato chip factory is destroyed by fire. The dirty secret is. The first one is on the west coast in Oregon. And the other is as far as you can get from Oregon. It's in Maine. On the east coast. Within two days, a potato chip factory, this mega size, this shows, this is strategically planned. Totally destroyed by fire. That should wake you up in your eagle eyes. The two potato chips factories should give you clear vision. And also another fact about this in this research, fifteen of these mega plants was processing meat. Remember the message of a lady. God sends you many messages through man, through nature, and in various other ways. With part one, and now this part two is becoming more clear with your eagle eyes when our lady says the words, be ready. Most of the population of the world is still thinking, okay, it's going to turn around, it's going to be different. As I said before, Our Lady is not here for a picnic, and she's not here to bring everything back the way it was because almost 95% of everything does not glorify God. What is the solution to everything we've talked about? Is Our Lady. And from Our Lady, the solution is, Go back to what the Bible says, to the soil. Be independent on this system and this world and its materials, and be dependent on the blessings of God, the rain, and the fruits from the soil. When you're dependent on God, you are drawn to Him. That puts God in the first place, because your dependence is on Him, not mega factories, food factories. Producing millions of pounds of food through GMO, genetic manipulations, and so many other things that is not of God. Our Lady said January 28th, 1987. Do not look with scorn on those who beg for a piece of bread. Do not turn them away from your full tables. Help them, and God will help you. Why did Our Lady say that? She says, down further in the message, I am warning you about this. Concerning the secrets, my children, these are not known by the people. But when they learn of them, it will be too late. Do you feel secure right now? That you got a flowerly future? You think you're going to have that on the road we're on? A lady just said, March 25th, Mankind is at a crossroads. You've got to decide which way you're going to go. Are you going to continue on the road you're going now? Are you going to change the direction of your life? I've had through the years people say, well, when things happen, I will deal with it then. No, you're going to be at people's table begging to eat just a piece of bread. I want to end this, that you take immediate steps before what Our Lady's Word says, quote, it will be too late. And the lady adds with that message, she says, there is nothing more important. She said, I dearly wish that the Lord would permit me to enlighten you a little more on the secrets. But the grace which is offered to you is already great enough. You should be reading between the lines of our these messages. Read the Corona Vision book. It's all agrarian. It's laying out. What I want to tell you, if you're in a subdivision or you're out in the country, a little village, you better start plowing up your front yard, your side yard, your backyard. You need immediately a tiller. One of the best have is a Troy tiller. It's spelled T-R-O-Y. You say you can't afford it. Get with another neighbor, two neighbors, three neighbors. Have a little co-op. Y'all buy it together. You can't eat grass, but you can eat what eats grass. But if you're in a small area, you can grow and can enough even in a yard in a subdivision. you know everybody's trying to get chickens now? And you know they're not available? Because everybody's catching on what's happening. In many places, you can't get it. If you can get them, you need to put them in backyard now. Already showing up right now, a shortage of seeds. Monsanto and other companies... Where we used to save our seeds, they modified these seeds. They can only be used one time. You have to buy some more from them for the next season. What does that tell you? Making a plant sterile? And you think that's from God? And he's reversing all these things. Do you think that's everything falling apart? You don't have time to reflect on all these things. You can't just stand there. You have to take steps now immediately. And if you don't want to believe this or accept this, what are you going to lose by doing it? There's nothing to lose. To have the ability for a transition for what I'm talking about, you have to have at least two years of staples, canning, and food in your basement, your root cellar, or one room in the house. You have to have something to fall back on as you develop your skills and abilities to produce your own food. Another thing, where are you going to get water? I'm not saying this to scare. I'm saying this, be ready. And if nothing happens, you don't lose anything except a better life that would go well for you. In many places in the country, you can dig a well. I read recently a woman in a subdivision had a well drilled in her yard. In a subdivision. There's different rules or laws, but in many places, you can have up to 25 people using one well. So if a well costs you $5,000, That's $200 a person. You'll get that money back in a year. What if we lose electricity? Which is a good possibility. You can hand draw it. They even have now solar panels for wells. Get with other people. If you're in a subdivision, get your neighbors. And say, why don't we put a well together? So I end with this telling you, what I've said before. Get your food from your ground to your mouth as fast as you can. There's many other things you can do. I'm putting together a book right now, another book, of how to do all these things. To do all this, Elise says, pray, 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 which also means enact, act, act. I want to thank you for supporting this mission because it's important, and we depend on your donations, and many of people across the world are dependent on us. So I end with those words of our lady. Quote, concerning the secrets, my children, these are not known by the people, but when they learn of them, it will be too late. Act now, immediately. Discuss it in your family. Discuss it with your neighbors. Be an eagle. We wish you a lady. We love you. Good night.